welcome back to another episode of In Depth. My name is Luke Hardacre and I'm a surf coach at Ombi. If you're new to Ombi, we take a look at surfing from the perspective of ocean, mind, body and equipment. In this podcast, it's all about straight to the point tips, things that you can take away, implement into your surfing or things that help you view surfing in a different light, seeing in a different way that you can find change in your surfing. This week... I want to get into something controversial for some people, some people not. Uh, for me and Clay, this is just like I want to bang my head up against a wall, which is why I really want to actually have this conversation. I think it's a great one to have. And it's not just about the controversial side of things. It's like evident for all of us. It's something that we do quite often uh, without realizing it. So and very quickly... Before I get into this week's episode, we've been running our April 22 Ambassador Challenge. So if you'd like to win a surfboard, all the details are in the description of wherever you're finding this podcast and you can win yourself a custom surfboard from Clay. So without further ado, let's get into this week's controversial topic. Do you ever think about your surfing way too much? Think about that. Do you fuss about your back foot, your stance, how you're moving, or what others are thinking of you? This is really common. And what I really want to dive in today is the whole back foot debate, but kind of not really too much about the back foot, more the overthinking side of it. Uh, the back foot, if I wanted to go all the way through that, that's a whole other topic as well, but I want to get the short and sweet of it. Because in my eyes, that's all it bloody deserves. The back foot debate really should be like a two-sentence conversation for me. And for most people, I agree with that. So to be frank, this overthinking about things, what your back foot's doing, your stance, how you're moving, and what other people are thinking of you is ruining your surfing. And it really frustrates me. Like, I mean, this really pisses me off. Whenever I hear people asking me these questions or like... It's so obvious when the solution is like, look, you're just you're just overthinking this. Just flow with it. Stop. Like, let it be. And it's really frustrating because I'm like, it, it's it's so obvious, but not everyone gets it, and that's okay. But for most of these people, they're stuck in their mindset and they're fussing over it, so they have to get this answer, and it haunts you. And you can't let go of these thoughts until you get it, or you retrain that bad habit and fix it. And here's a bit of a reality check that retraining that bad habit, fussing over it so much, you're just training a bad habit. You're training a fix to a bad habit, which isn't training the proper solution. So again, it starts compounding. It's really frustrating. And when you break it down, overthinking is just introducing stress. And by overthinking any part of your surfing, you're just introducing stress and tension into your surfing. If you take this out of surfing, if you think you're on the dance floor and you're thinking more about how you look rather than just dancing for the fun of it, how do you think you're going to be moving? Pretty bad, I'd suspect. It's the same thing in surfing. There's no commitment to the moves and you're not present. So therefore, you're not moving well. Think of whatever it is you do for fun or work. If you overthink any of that process, do you do your best? Or have the most fun? No, become stress. So 
I want you just to get on with it and enjoy it. Own the mistakes. You don't notice a pianist making the wrong note. Just go with it. Absorb the mistake into your flow. The other side of this, which is as much as this conversation deserves, stop worrying about what other people think. Stop worrying about etiquette, your skill level, that I'm not good enough to be out here, I'm getting in the way, blah, blah, blah. Like either educate yourself that you're not physically in the way. I get that. But if you're not in the way and you're thinking about I'm in the way, I'm like, stop. You're holding yourself back. This is negative. Who cares? Go and fail. Have a go. There's no theme park ride height person sitting there being like, sorry, you're not a beginner or you're not an intermediate or you're not an advanced and you don't have this many years experience. So see you go to the other ride. That doesn't exist. If you're not comfortable, that's one thing. But this concept of like, these other surfers are better than me. If you can catch the waves, ride the waves, you're not hurting anyone, you're not injuring anyone, you've got nothing to lose. No one else is worrying about what they think of you. And no one's sitting there watching you. Like they're surfing. Surfing is the most selfish sport. So be a bit more selfish. So this, to really nail this home, overthinking your surfing to me is narcissistic surfing. You may be thinking like, whoa, 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 what, what, like I'm not narcissistic. And I get that. I'm not labeling people narcissistic. I'm calling it narcissistic surfing. It's fussing over the fine details that nobody cares about. You're stuck thinking about one little detail, thinking it's going to make all the difference. It won't. The main focus is your body as a whole. Are you moving as a whole efficiently? If you ever think one aspect, it's going to stop the rest of the movement. If you do this in your brain and you worry about one fear, you're now going to shut down everything else. Your body can't function or move because your brain is too busy thinking about one thing. It's distracting. And if we're talking about movement, you're most likely going to stop looking where you're going. You're not looking at the right places. You're locking up. You're going to look worse. You're going to feel worse. And you're not going to even do anything like what you want to do. So here's an example for you. Think of a mate or your partner. And you're getting ready to go out. They are busy fussing over one small portion of their hair. The way their shirt or dress falls. Some minuscule part of their appearance. You're most likely sitting there thinking, going, come on, let's go. No one's even going to notice you, nor can I see the difference. Forget it. Let's go have some fun. You overthinking are the person fussing over the couple strands of hair that are falling out of place. No one's going to notice. No one's going to care. No one walks up to you and goes, hey, mate, your hair's out of line. And no one's going to do this with your surfing. No one's going to go, hey, mate, your back foot's slightly in the wrong place. Like, it's just not a thing. And it reminds me of this Instagram first reality thing. You may think the shot of the girl rolling in the shore of the sand looks hot on Insta. If that's your thing, whatever, if it's not, it doesn't matter. But you've got an idea of what I'm talking about. But then you see how that person is moving in reality and you think, what the hell are you doing? 
you look so stupid. Just stop. Please. This is people overthinking their surfing. And this is what it manifests when we see it. And it just looks bad. And I'll add a little caveat to that looking bad part. If you're sitting here thinking like, dude, you're going on about narcissism and like fussing over ourselves and then you're telling me that it, it should look bad and I want it to make it look good. Surfing that looks good means you move well. If it looked bad, it felt bad. It's such a quick way to view your surfing. If it looks good, it looks effortless, it looks stylish, you're like, damn, I'm happy with that. I must be moving pretty well. If you find me someone who surfs with style like Steph, like Mikey February, there's only minor tweaks you can make with these people. And sure, they're advanced surfers, but it's like they're moving so well. It looks good, which means they're moving with minimal effort and maximum grace. It's just do the movement as little as possible to get the outcome. And that's where this, you want your surfing to look good, but you don't want to fuss over it looking good because you will get the opposite result. So I want to give you three examples of really how this overthinking ruins your surf. And this is the stuff that I'm talking about you might find controversial. You may be like, oh, dude, I wanted a bit more of an explanation. That And like, if you respond to these with like, I want more, I kind of want you to be like, why? Like back foot pressure should be more, should I be more on the back foot or the front foot? Where your stance is and where your feet land after getting up and how much spray or power you put into these turns. Those three things piss me off with a burning passion. So this is where I want you to stop overthinking it. So the question of should I put more pressure on the back foot? I hate this. I hate this with a burning passion. This is this old thing of how do I need to have my back foot here? And I'm not on the back foot. Should I be waiting the back foot? My back foot isn't over the fence. On and on and on. Who cares? Like, I, I don't. Clay doesn't. It, it, it doesn't matter. So when someone says this, they're not understanding the surfing and they are regurgitating old surfing from like the 70s. When you had to wait the back foot to apply pressure to change directions, that's the way the boards were designed and it was single fins and the rails were completely different. Modern surfing has moved on. So I suggest you do too. A lot of surfers think they need to be right over the fins to get their board to move and surfing is all back foot. And this is why we say we've got back foot heavy surfers. People are like, I don't want to be a back foot heavy surfer, but I want to put pressure on my back foot, which doesn't make sense, right? That just sounds contradictory, which is right. So in reality, what it is, is it's, it's nuanced. And it depends on what you're doing, what you want to achieve, what, you, what board you're riding, your style, and how you know how to move. So if you're an advanced surfer, sure. But I want you to look at this video of John John. If you're listening to this, it'll be in the description. Scroll down to the video of John John through the link and you'll find it. When you watch this video of John John, I want you to forget everything else he's doing. I want you just to look at his back foot. And I'm serious, like just forget everything, look at the back foot, observe what he does. You're going to notice across this video, it's going to move all over the place. It's going to shift how he weights both feet. Even with 
part of him barely having any weight on the back foot. I brought this video up again. It is like a perfect example of back foot placement. It just, it's not the way people think it is. There's this old saying of you need to have back foot pressure. It's just so nuanced and it doesn't matter. And it just kind of irks me. I'm getting angry over this. So modern designs have moved on. I need to explain why. This is not how your board functions. Assuming standard design. Rails for most of the board are round. They're meant to roll. They're meant to hug the water and this helps them turn. They want control. The rails at the tail of the board are sharp edges. This is meant to part the water and cut it. This is meant to disengage the turn. So if you put back foot heavy pressure, you're activating the part of the rail with a sharp edge. You're disengaging your turn. So this is what happens when you want to work from going from one rail to the other. It helps to disengage. That's why certain boards will have different rails based on their tail shape, this and that. But point being, why for most standard boards do you want to focus on disengaging the turn? Does that make sense? People want to do bigger, longer turns, which means you're not suddenly slamming the back foot. So that doesn't make sense. This is where the front foot comes in, the nuance, the weight distribution. Your front foot is the middle part of the board, the widest part, the most stable part, where the rails are round, where you want to be doing your turning. Nuance, there are parts of the turn where your weight's going to shift. This comes down to it. I'm already hearing people being like, what about this? What about this? What about this? I'm like, stop. Don't overthink it. Just know that you need to move. That is the point. And people are going to fuss over this back foot. A lot of the people that ask this question, I get it. I'm analytical. I can understand this line of thought, but a lot of these people can't even do a bottom turn or a cutback and they're fussing about it. And it's just like, I get that you want to improve and, but you're just looking at the wrong thing. The idea of what you need to do is just learn to move better. You want to move more efficiently as a whole, not a part. Fixing your back foot is not going to fix your bottom turn or your cutback. You need to learn the whole movement and do the whole system better, more efficiently. Don't fuss over one part. Just be like, I need to learn to do the whole thing. How can I make sure I'm doing the whole movement? And then work on making it better. Work on making it easier. Work on making it more fluid. Picking the right line. These things are more important than back foot pressure. So when someone says to me, how do I do my back foot? Where am I meant to have it? I need to be more heavy on the back foot. But then they don't want to be a back foot heavy surfer and look like they're doing wheelies. And I'm like, you're overthinking it? Just stop. Just do the movement. Make it feel good. That's it. I'm also going to make a small point with board designs that you've got like nose riders which have no sharp edges because they want the tail to actually hug in the pocket. There is nuance to this. There are boards that have certain situations where they want different rails. You're going to find a whole bunch of stuff out there, but the generic boards, they have the sharp rails. Nose riders and logs, sometimes you also need to use the back foot because they're so big and they don't want to turn so well. So you need to understand what you're actually doing it for. But most people who ask this question are trying to shortboard and it doesn't make sense with what they're trying to do and what their surfing looks like. So just stop thinking about it. The next one, I pop up with my feet in the wrong place and then this just like, ah, this one gets me. So what? This one 
it just grinds my gears. I couldn't care. Like that's, that's my stance on it. When someone says I pop up and my feet are in the wrong place, I'm like, yeah, cool. Fix them. Like that's it. Just move them. If you get up in the wrong position, adjust yourself. Surfing. This is, ah, this, this irks me as well. Sorry. This whole episode is just going to be me ranting and getting angry, which hopefully people take something away from, but surfing isn't static. You move. You're allowed to move. There's no one holding a gun to your head and saying, no, you popped up here and now you're stuck. Move and I shoot. You don't have feet that are glued to the board. The bigger problem with this is is not where your feet land. It's how you adjust or how you pop up. And the average pop up for most surfers is going to be a pop up to a lock up. You're going to put your body in a stance in an uncomfortable position, not promoting freedom of movement limiting your range of motion and this is worse than where the feet are like getting up and being a comfortable stance is better than your back foot being slightly further up the board or wherever the hell it wants to find itself so if you want to adjust it's more about how you do it and we've all been there it's all happened to us at some point where our feet don't perfectly land where we want them to we feel a little bit uncomfortable that feeling uncomfortable means something's not right. You need to just get comfortable. If you want to emulate this, I suggest you think of longboard cross-stepping. Graceful, slow, tall, stacked, smooth movements. Just adjust your stance gracefully to what's comfortable. Don't go heavy on one foot and then heavy on the other. You're just going to be like slamming the brake, slamming the accelerator. You're going to lose control. It's just like, how can I very slowly and quickly adjust this stance? And you're going to have to play around with that. And it's the same like you do your land-based training and then you come in and you're like, oh, my feet aren't landing in the right place. It's like what's blocking you? Something in your mind, something in your body, something in the environment is making you stressed and you're not moving the way you normally do. That's it. Just train it up. But don't train the bad habit of overthinking about it. Just be like, cool, whatever, flow with it. And <laughs> this is the part that really annoys me. Um, so I am smiling as I'm saying this, but it really annoys me is that a lot of people who ask me this, I see them riding bigger boards. Now, just, just have a think about why that annoys me. You're on a bigger board, which means you can move up and down it. So do it. Like if you're on a seven, six, if you're on an eight, oh, if you're on a seven, two, like you can move up and down the board. Like it, it, it's totally normal and there's nothing like. Sometimes even on shorter boards, I will move up because I'm like, oh, I'm falling behind on this wave and it's fattening out and I'll just quickly apply some pressure towards the nose and then quickly apply some pressure, you know, I'll step back a bit and I'll take some longboarding stuff from it. There's nothing wrong with doing that. So it's like you can move on your board. So yeah, do it. And it comes back to this video of John John and he moves up the board. So if you watch it again or you go back, you don't need to be glued to your board. Your feet can shift and move, and it's regardless of what style of surfing you're doing. You notice a lot of the guys change their stance to go for an air. They change their stance for so many little nuanced things. So it's kind of like, whatever, just find what feels good. Forget it. Just who cares? Adjust, move on, get comfortable. Who cares where your feet land? Just find the comfortable place and slowly over time, your body's going to learn this is what's comfortable. You need to be here rather than overthinking it and fussing about it. The final one of these examples that I wanted to share about overthinking 
just makes me go, ugh. Like, I, this whole episode is me just being pissed. Um, but I'm, I'm very happy about this. But uh, this one, power. I want to throw more spray. And when I see someone do this, I just think, oh, man, if I could just make this one change, your life would change. And it's power is an illusion. Power comes from holding your turn and doing it better, not from pushing harder. And if you want to be throwing more spray, it comes back to that. Don't just push heavy on the tail. Like unless you're an advanced surfer and doing something super nuanced, just move better. That, that, that's what it comes down to. And the thing that a lot of surfers, regardless of that, is they want to look at the spray they're throwing. Look how much spray I'm throwing. But uh, if you're trying to look at your spray, you're stopping the movement and you're not getting on with it. You aren't moving efficiently when you look at your spray. So if you look at your spray, you stop the movement. You've got no, if you think of this as a golf swing, you've got no follow through. It's like you're looking at the ball, you swing, you hit it. The minute you hit it, you stop and you're like, oh, look at the damage I did to my tee. It's like, well, that doesn't make sense. Now, I'm not a golfing person, so maybe there's a better example, but you've got to follow through on your swing with golf. That's kind of common sense. And this is the same thing. You've got to follow through with your turn. So don't look at the spray. The only people who should see your spray should be other surfers or those on the beach. Forget it. Learn to accept that if you keep looking at your spray, you're not going to finish those turns and your turns are going to look like crap. So forget the spray. It means nothing to you. People who don't look at their spray, throw more spray. There you go. Hold the turn longer. Do it better. So that's... That's all the angry bits out of the way. I hope that was, uh, it was fun for me to record this, um, a bit more emotion than my, my monotone, but uh, all these kind of come down to one thing for me, which is surf the wave, not your board. And it, it's three little parts. Stop overthinking it. You're bringing in stress. You're preventing flow and movement. And if not for yourself at least have the decency to look at the wave you're riding. I'm going to say that one again because a lot of people seem to just not get this one. At least have the decency to look at the wave you're riding. You're dancing with it. It's like you're looking down at your shoes while you're dancing with the most attractive person at the disco. Madness. Right? So what I mean by this, at least have the decency to look at the wave... When you're not doing this, you're no longer responding to the wave. You aren't reading it. You've left the ocean and you're fussing about how you look or one small portion of you is bad. You're trying to fuss about something. You're not present. You're not there. Like you are not reading the wave. You're not surfing the wave. You're not even surfing your board. You're fussing about something. So don't be, we always say surf the wave, not your board. Like I said, you're not surfing the wave at all. You're not even surfing your board. You're stuck playing around with yourself. You're fooling around while the wave carries on. Forget it. Get comfortable. Adjust. Quiet in your head. And surf the wave how it tells you to. Do what it wants you to do. I get it though. I do understand being someone who's analytical, where my background is other than surf coaching, coming from engineering. I get it. It's frustrating. We're out here... I want to understand things and we, we train to fix bad habits. You want to do things right. Your land-based training feels good 
and when you do it in the water, it just sucks. And that signal of like, hey, this sucks means we want to dive into it and figure it out. And I get that. But I just want you to wait. You overthink all this stuff and fuss about the board, how you're standing on it. You're going to train that into your surfing. It's going to become a habit. If things go wrong, work with it, not against it. Let it flow and happen. Don't train the fix, train the right habit. Just relax, let these things happen. Over time, your body's going to learn to adjust and learns, it'll learn to move the way it needs to. So coming back to some of these concepts, a lot of surfers get this idea that they can't move. And this is kind of your summary for this week, which they feel like they're glued to the board and they can't reset themselves and who cares? Surfing isn't static, it's movement, so let it flow. The next time you overthink something, you start fussing about something and think, am I going too deep on this? Just stop. That's it. Where should my back foot be? Just stop. I get up to my board and my, my back foot isn't over the fins and it's not this. It's like, stop. Just learn to be graceful and move up and down the board a bit. Learn to shuffle, feel around, understand. Don't just do because someone said do this. That's the idea. You want to play with it and feel. And that's the fastest way for you to learn is to fail forwards. Try things. Find out what works for you. So if you're overthinking it, forget it. Get comfortable. Find the position that's comfortable for you. As I said, move up and down. Find your sweet spot. Play with it. And just take your mind out of it. You want to relax your mind. Not make it hyper aware of everything. Be in the present. Don't live in the past or the future. Make mistakes. And then just work with them rather than feeling like you're hitting a roadblock every time. If you're overthinking how to do a movement or a maneuver, I suggest going back and trying to learn how that movement works. Figure it out, how the movement connects to your board and the line it takes on the wave. Rant over. If you're new to Ombi and you want to work through your surfing and improve it, then you can head to community.ombi.co. You can Try the Omni method. You can join the community, find other surfers near you, join community groups. And we also have all of our premium structured training programs, which are like your quick roadmap to how to improve. Get out of these bad habits. Stop overthinking it. Give yourself the knowledge and understanding of how to improve and then slowly chip away at those small wins to make lasting impact. And as a quick reminder, as I said at the start, we're still running the April competition. So if you are in the future, it is finished up. But otherwise, yes, there's still three weeks left to go. So if you'd like to win a custom surfboard from Clay, you have that there. Link in the description for everything else you need. And if you've been enjoying these podcasts, share them with a friend, leave a review, whatever feedback. And then you can also jump to ombi.co slash in-depth the surfing podcast link in the description to leave a episode suggestion. So whatever topic you would like covered, let me know. And next week, I want to talk to you about a topic that came from the community, which is, is being too analytical ruining your, your fun and surfing? So is this trying to understand everything about your surfing, giving you more fun or less? Where's the balance? So it's this kind of inward look at ourselves and how we can find fun and improvement at the same time. So until then, I'll see you next time.